This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio Astronomy, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. We're running a special series of daily episodes in celebration of Back Garden Astronomy Week, taking you through everything you need to know to get out and start observing the moon. Back Garden Astronomy Week runs from the 2nd to the 9th of March 2020, but if you've missed it, don't worry. The tips and tricks from the series will work just as well at any other time of year, and you can always sign up at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash backgarden to receive your free beginner's guide. Day one. One of the things that stops a lot of people getting into astronomy is the cost, but the hobby doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, you don't need to spend any money at all. There's loads that you can see just using the naked eye especially when it comes to the moon. To start off your lunar exploration, why not try a simple experiment to track the movement of the moon relative to the background stars of the night sky? Find a good observing spot that's as dark as possible. If you can get away from the city and light pollution, that's great. While the moon is bright enough to shine over even the most light polluted of cities, the stars are not. The darker the sky, the more stars you'll be able to see. If you can't get away then try to find a spot near your home where there are no direct light sources, such as street lights or house lights. Wherever you go, make sure that it's safe and you're allowed to be there after dark. The best time to do this experiment is the week between the half moon and the full moon. That week happens to be Back Garden Astronomy Week, but if you're listening along afterwards, you can always find the right time by checking in a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, which lists the lunar phases throughout each month. Go outside when it gets dark and try to find the moon in the night sky. It'll be the brightest thing around, so it should be fairly obvious. Next, look for a bright star nearby. Make a note of the surrounding star patterns so you can be sure to find them again. If you're not sure you can remember, try drawing them down in a notebook. Now estimate how far away the moon is from your star. Distance on the sky is measured in degrees, and the moon is about half a degree across, so use that to help you gauge the distance. Make a note of both that distance and the time you looked. After a few hours, repeat the observation. Go outside and rejudge the distance. You should see that the moon has moved quite a bit relative to the background stars. If you've never noticed this effect before, it's surprising just how much movement occurs over a relatively short period of time. The motion is caused by the moon moving along its orbit. On average, the moon appears to move its own diameter against the background stars every hour. Our moon is very unusual in our solar system. It is the largest moon relative to the size of its planet, and measures around one quarter of the diameter of Earth. It's much lighter, though, and only weighs around one-eightieth of the mass of our own planet. It's often stated that the moon goes around the Earth, but that's not quite true. 
In reality, both bodies orbit their common centre of gravity, a point known as the Earth-Moon barycenter, if you want to get technical. If you could join both objects with a rod, the Earth-Moon barycenter is the point along the rod where you could place a finger and balance the two. As the Earth is heavier than the Moon, its barycenter sits closer to the Earth. In fact, it's so much closer that the point of balance is actually 1,700 kilometres under Earth's surface. From the Earth's surface, the Moon appears to travel once around the sky relative to the stars in a period of 27.3 days, what's referred to as the lunar sidereal month. The Moon's phases occur as the angle between the Sun, Earth and Moon changes during a lunar orbit. As the Earth also moves along its own orbit around the Sun, the period between similar Moon phases is different to the sidereal month. This phase-to-phase period is 29.5 days and known as the synodic month. So, sidereal month is the time for the full moon to orbit the Earth. The synodic month is the time between one full moon and the next. As a synodic month is shorter than the average length of a calendar month, the moon completes more than 12 phase cycles over the course of a year. And it's in these extra phase cycles that we get a blue moon. That's it for today. For detailed guides about what to see on the moon, why not subscribe to BBC Sky at Night magazine? Check out the latest print and digital subscription offers at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash subscribe and discover more great sites on the lunar surface each month.